All right, real quick, people, before we get into today's show, we've just released a new course, Periodization for Periods, all around how to train women around their monthly cycle, and we've got it on special. If you're interested, click the link in the show notes. You are now listening to the Fitness Education Online Podcast, the podcast where fitness professionals go to grow their fitness business. If you're in the fitness industry, you'll find tips and strategies from proven business experts. Now, let's start the show. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Fitness Education Online Podcast. I am super excited because we've got an absolute rock star on in the space this week. And I know I say that about every guest every week, but this person actually is a rock star. I was speaking to him um, just before we hit record. And I'm like, in this space here, like, I I mean, I think he's, I I speak to a lot of people in the fitness industry. I think he's, I think he's the best because he's the only one that does it. That's a joke. That's a joke. (laughs) By default. (laughs) Uh, But no, what he does is amazing. He does a lot of work in the special needs space, specifically the, um, um, the intellectual special needs space. You watch him on social media. It's amazing the things he does. I've seen him on YouTube. I've seen him on Sunrise. Like, it's just really, really cool. So without further ado, let me introduce the flying Kiwi, Mr. Michael Adams. Michael, how are you? Hey, mate. I'm good. How about yourself? Yes, I'm awesome. Um, before we kind of get into your story, Michael, let's let's start at the end. Do you want to let the listeners know? I know you do a couple things at the moment, but in mm. a nutshell, what is it you, that you actually do? Uh, the, the elevator pitch, I guess, is, uh, I am a coach, uh, or strength and rehab coach for athletes with special needs, anything from getting athletes, uh, up and out of a wheelchair and, and trying to walk or exercising in their wheelchair, uh, all the way up to special Olympic gymnastics and powerlifting. Uh, we do everything in between, uh, and, uh, we have a large range of clientele, uh, anything from, uh, blind athletes, uh, to uh, athletes living with Down syndrome, autism, um, fragile X, cerebral palsy, uh, muscular dystrophy. Um, we have a whole bunch of of the guys all uh, in amongst it, and and the overarching goal of all of it is to help uh, every athlete in Australia living with special needs live a healthier, stronger, and longer life. So the more we can associate exercise with happiness, uh, the more that the athletes enjoy exercise the more they'll do it without us in the future. Love that. And yeah. you've got, how many clients you got now there, Michael? Uh, I think last week we actively, we looked after 71 last week. Wow. Um, but like uh, as a whole, we're probably in terms of like current clientele, probably closing in on like 95, 90, 95, something like that. Um okay like that are like currently actively seeing us on a weekly fortnightly monthly basis something like that but just last week we saw 71 so i think that's actually a record week for us which is really cool so it's amazing and when when you say us you've got a team there do you michael yeah 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 so big team uh we have uh our team manager sammy she's a hired and adult uh she does all of our adulty things and uh works out our team admin and and is kind of the first uh responder to uh all of the new guys and then we have our coaches so we've got uh jacob and kira both help us out at the strong hearts program so our group program that we run uh for all the guys of like kind of sport and rec and uh then we have nicola and mikey who help us out at the gym so doing one-on-one pt so i'm across both of those Uh, i take 36 and a half one hour sessions 
uh, a week. I have one Oof. half hour sessions. Uh, and then uh, we have our two four hour blocks. We have uh, Monday and Thursday, nine to one at Strong Hearts, where we have a whole bunch of the guys all come together and we look after them in a group capacity. Uh, and Mikey helps me out on a Thursday there. Jakey does Monday, Thursday, and Kira does Monday. And I'm there on both those days. And then outside of that, Nicola and Mikey are taking uh, one-on-one PT uh, at the gym. So and big just, team, very, very lucky. So um, is this your own facility? Is it um, your no. own? Tell us about that. Yeah, so our, our PT facility is a Good Life at Chermside. Uh, so we work out of a good life there. Makes it very easy. Uh, I don't know what the uh, capacity for having our own gym would be. I don't know if I really want that, but we all just pay rent at Good Life and all of our athletes kind of come in. Uh, we're lucky enough we kind of have a, a like a, a really good connection with like all of the staff at Good Life. So mm. everyone that comes in, all the guys with special needs, obviously it's uh, it can be a little overwhelming. Mm. Uh, but all of the staff at Good Life are just so fantastic with them. They, everyone walks in and, and everyone feels comfy and calm and they've got a big hello. And generally speaking, when they walk in and they, they say they're here to see, you know, flying Kiwi or they're here for exercise or, um, you know, seeing, you know, myself, Mikey, Nicola, um, the, all of the reception teams, like they're not our staff, right? They're Good Life Mm. staff. Uh, but they all just love all the guys so much that they really reach out. And, uh, and they love to, you know, help them out and, Hey, yeah, here's what you do. Come sit down here. One of the guys will be there and they, they run out to the floor and find us. And so, yeah, we're really, really lucky that the team at Good Life Chermside are just so, so fantastic. Like I've, um, yeah, it, you know, I've been there a while now and, and man, I'd, I'd never go anywhere else. It's so, so good. So, uh, and then our, um, so we rental trainers there, obviously, and then gotcha. at uh, the Strong and, and Hearts is, program. Is that, is that like three different rental trainers or they work for you? How does that kind of work? Yeah, so uh, Mikey and Nicola are both rental trainers. So they started their job at Good Life Chermside, uh, irrespective of me. Gotcha. And then uh, as we have grown, uh, we kind of, uh, I guess we saw interactions with the guys uh, and, and they would kind of put their hands up for events or whatever to help us out because we run a, a few things. And, uh, and upon seeing them kind of interact with the guys, if we felt like they really had a heart for it, we kind of say, Hey, would you maybe like to help us out in, in, in a volunteer capacity? And they'll do, you know, like they'll, they might cover us on one or two sessions. That's what happened with Mikey. He helped us out with a couple. He came to an event, uh, flying Kiwi cup, like a powerlifting meet and, mm-hmm. um, and he helped us out there. And that was really, really cool. And I was like, Hey dude, look like, man, we've got a bit of a space and a bit of overflow. Could you help us out? And so, yeah, so he jumped on the team and, and now he's like our, our main PT aside from myself there. And then Nicola, um, just kind of, she was amongst the gym and, uh, we just saw how well she interacted with all of the guys and she was just so calm. She was such a natural at, uh, at hanging out with the guys that when it all kind of came around, we're kind of like, Hey, look like, uh, Kira was one of our P- female PT. She moved on to another role, uh, but stayed at strong hearts. And so we just kind of said, Hey, look, we've, we've lost Kira. We need another female um in the team and would love for you to maybe you know give it a go and uh man yeah she's just killing it so um yeah so but we'll rental trainers first and then i've kind of approached them said hey on a subcontractor basis um you know could you come help us out so i i fold them the clientele and you know they're all a part of all the you know events and and everything like that and um yeah kind of under the flying kiwi umbrella and then they take their own kind of uh gen pop clients outside of that gotcha now i'm i'm keen to hear about the flying kiwi cup just before i do the the group stuff that you mentioned, Michael, is that also a good life? Is that outdoors? Is that another facility? How um, does that kind of work? Yeah. So we run it out of a uh, indoor sports center. 
So gotcha. we have uh, North Lakes Indoor Sports and Fitness. Um, and uh, yeah, we go there. So it's uh, about 20 minutes away from from our gym. Um, but it's a big indoor sports center. So basically we hire one of the courts there on like a, I guess it'd be like a permanent part-time basis. I'm not sure what it'd really be, but we have an agreement with the center there. The manager there, Teresa, is fantastic. And she uh, really kind of opened her arms to, to have us at the start of last year. And uh, yeah, we basically take over a court uh we play a whole bunch of sporting games so uh myself jakey mikey whoever's there uh we have a whole bunch of the guys all come in we play a bunch of sporting games so uh be it like today uh all the guys arrive we're throwing the ball around it was a bit of hot potato first and then uh we moved into a game of touch footy everyone chucked on their sashes the blue team or red team and we all play as little teams playing against each other for touch footy morning tea time after that we had uh red rover biggest game we probably have is is red rover and everyone's running around we try and tag each other is red rover bull rush yes yeah you call that red rover i call over blah and one person runs and then after that it's bull rush and everyone runs it's not tackle though i've had a few people uh, (laughs) i've spoke to some people in the uk that uh you know on podcasts or whatever and they're like what in the schoolyard that's just yeah you spear tackle everyone so uh but yeah just light tag tiggy um, and then, uh, after that, we play some dodgeball, uh, and then after dodgeball was lunchtime, we played some duck, duck, goose, bit of shooting and, uh, then stretch time before we came home. So it's a, it's a big variation. It's of like activities. Uh, the goal there is to, uh, again, it's, uh, affiliating, uh, exercise with happiness, mm. uh, and, uh, kind of the method there basically is just how can we, uh, execute the most amount of steps inside a day without the guys realizing they're That's kind of awesome. competitive with their friends. And, and uh, you know, we don't want them to feel like it's an exercise program. Yeah. We want them to feel like they're hanging out with their friends, playing sport and games. Yeah. And at the end of the day, they're like, wow, I'm pooped. And I don't know why. Yeah. So Yeah. And then again, it's that affiliation of making sure they really, they enjoy exercise. They enjoy the feeling of, of running around and, and you know, the good feeling with it afterwards. Um, so when they've got nothing to do with us in five, 10 years time, they take that positive affiliation, uh, with the exercise and, uh, want to do exercise without us. That's Mm -hmm. the whole point, right? We don't give a crap if you're paying us or not. We, we want them to live longer. That's going to require not just our one hour in the week, right? They need to make good habits at home and, and, and enjoy exercise. That's Um, a a good message for anyone, you know, whether you're special needs or not, you know, like. The more fun you can have while exercising, the better, you know, the more you want to do it. And it's, it's almost like, you know, like do something that you like doing. Oh, and as, and by the way, I exercise as well. So I Mm. think that's, that's awesome. I got a couple of questions with that, Michael, the the group, the group stuff, is that all special needs, whether you're, you, you rattled off a whole heap of them before physical, intellectual, autism, is that everyone there is in that one group? Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, All All ages as well. Uh, yeah, all ages, dude. Yeah. So we run like nine to one. Hang on. I'm just going to, I'll pop on my, my headset just in case there's any feedback. Hang on. Yeah, you're good. Um, so yeah, so there we go. Um, so we have a whole bunch of the guys all come together and, uh, it's, it's a varying range of, of disabilities all on the court all at once. So like we have, um, uh, you know, uh, what do we have today? Uh, young fellow with down syndrome, uh, two young fellows uh are kind of like uh autism fragile x um which is like just a chromosomal issue with like a developmental delay um you know uh young fellow with a growth disorder um 
uh oh man i could i could go on but yeah down syndrome autism cerebral palsy muscular dystrophy it's all in the one court and everyone just works together as a team for for whatever you know um for whatever activity we're doing and and they're all a part of um you know the the one big group we don't kind of like go all the down syndrome guys go do this Mm. or whatever it's they're all with their friends and, and they're all doing the doing the thing together you know what i mean that's awesome all right, flying Kiwi Cup. Tell the listeners about that, Michael. I think I've seen some stuff on social media, but let the listeners know. Let's take a quick break. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. Yeah, okay. Uh, so the Flying Kiwi Cup is our uh, all abilities powerlifting meet. So a bench press and deadlift push pull uh, event for powerlifting. Um, a little bit different. Uh, we, we do things a little bit different and uh, it's a lot of fun. So we have a whole bunch of the guys all come together. Uh, we have our next one in three weeks time, but a bunch of the guys will come together. Uh, this year we have it at uh, Queen Street Mall again, which is really cool in the middle of Brisbane City. And uh, the guys come together. They all get buddied up with uh, a volunteer that comes on the day. And the athletes go through a bench press and a deadlift. Some of them just do bench. Some just do deadlift according to, you know, their ability level. Uh, And uh, basically the goal is to step up on the platform and do your lift in front of the crowd, hear the applause and and feel that sense of accomplishment, right? So we're trying to uh, help the guys understand that what they do in the gym is not for nothing. They, They have something to move towards, right? And, uh, and the guys that can, you know, utilize a barbell, they can jump up on the platform. They can do the movement they were doing in the gym that they practice and practice and practice. And when they lock it out or when they stand up or when they do whatever, they hear the, the huge crowd applause. And it's crazy in Queen Street Mall, man. We'll have a few hundred people wow. generally walking past all stop. And they're like, ah, oh, you know, and they're applauding and they're whip whipping and, and, you know, we've got a DJ and everything and, and all the energy is all there. So the guys really, um, I guess we're trying to get them to associate the uh, positive feelings with exercise right they they get to the platform all that hard work they did they lifted the big weight and everyone applauded them and they were all really really happy and and they feel like they're um you know moving towards something right like um if you ran a 12-week challenge and actually said all right um you know actually the 12-week challenge doesn't end at 12 weeks it actually goes for another 117 weeks or whatever the lifetime of your client is right that's that's not going to get you very far because very, very few people can have the delayed gratification for that long. So mm-hmm. uh, we, we know that and, and we want to make sure they have somewhere to go. Um, so yeah, so we started that back in, uh, in 2018. When's the, when's the next one? Did you say, uh, it is October 29 in Queen street mall okay. uh, in, in Brisbane. So if, if someone wants to get involved in, in any capacity here, maybe as a volunteer or they just want to come down and watch, can they just come down or do you still yeah, have space dude, for volunteers? Open event. Yeah, man. Yeah. We, we don't charge any of the athletes for the event. Um, we don't charge any of the crowd, any of it. Um, the more athletes we have there and the more people in the crowd, the more the athletes get out of it. Right. So, so what? it's free event. Come along, come applaud, man. 
just come down? Do they need to register online or anything? Or nope. You want to volunteer? Uh, get in touch with me on Instagram or, or Facebook or whatever, and we can uh, we can send you the volunteer link. Um, and uh, yeah, you can come and buddy up with one of the volu- with one of the athletes if you like. But uh, most of those spots are taken already, I believe. But if you want to come down and applaud, man, that's just as much of of being a volunteer as well because you know the the more the guys audibly hear and, and visibly see the big smiles and, and and clapping the more that they kind of go wow this is amazing and they want to keep doing it right so hard work in the gym equals big crowd applause and they feel feel awesome you know what i mean so okay we started well, that a, a few years ago for the special olympics so it was it was wicked all the brisbane brisbane listeners i'll put the i'll put michael's links down below and, and feel free to check it out um yeah. michael i'd love that's it, like what you're doing now is like amazing and i feel like it's even hard to do it justice here, here in the podcast. So I recommend everyone <laughs> check out Michael's social media. And you probably get the the indication of what he's doing is amazing. I'm curious into how you got into it, Michael. I, I want to hear that story. Like what you're doing now is great. Where did it start? How did it start? Why did it start? Tell us that story. Oh, man. Uh, so the short of it is uh, I, I used to manage one of the good lives like as a uh, PT manager. So I wasn't the manager of the gym, just of the PTs. And I had a team of 17 PTs uh, working under me. And one day we had a, uh, a teacher from the local special needs school uh, came in, uh, Janine, who I'm still friends with to this day. I still see her like twice a week. But she came in and uh, sat down with our manager and said, hey, uh, I've got a bunch of athlete, uh, a bunch of our students. They're in grade 12 and uh, they're all um, kind of getting on the unfit side and we want them to build good habits through grade 12 until they graduate. So when they leave school, they have good habits and, and they want to exercise and things. And so our manager went, yep, come talk to Mikey. And so I was like, Hey, how's it going? Uh, sure. Let's look at the PT board. And I looked up at the board, right. My job was to make all the PTs busy. So I, I wasn't on the board and I looked at the board. And I'm like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, no one's actually qualified to take you. Um, sorry. You know, I uh, wish we could help. And the manager was like, aren't you qualified, Mike? And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I have that qualification because I'm not on the board, right? So I almost literally just threw away my entire career. because yeah, right. um, What was, what was the qualification the you needed? Uh, no, just no one had any experience or blue card or, or oh, yellow. Gotcha. Yellow card didn't even exist back then. Um, so no one just had any paperwork to do with it, right? To train, and, to uh, train so people I under 18, basically. Uh, well, yeah, back then, so like there was the blue card or yellow card and you could get an exemption. If you had a blue card, you didn't require a yellow card. Yellow card being disability support gotcha. worker and uh, blue card being under 18s. And, and you, if you, you had, had one or the other, it was a, uh, it's just a police check. Um, gotcha. so it's, this, it's essentially the same thing. But if gotcha. you don't have that, then yeah, technically you're not like covered under all that sort of stuff. Gotcha. Um, and uh, so my manager was like, yeah, like, aren't you qualified? And I was like, oh yeah, that's right. Like, I totally am. Yeah, cool. Like, let's do it. Um, cause I had done some electives inside, uh, my diploma of fitness I did at a uh, South bank TAFE and, uh, yeah. So, uh, I don't know a week or two later, the teacher came down with all the athletes, uh, had eight of them, uh, in their class and, uh, yeah, I took them for like an hour and a half and by the, just taught them how to use a treadmill bike, um, you know, just moving in the gym and, and trying not to be too scared. Uh, cause obviously bunch of special needs guys all coming in and mm. you know they're normally pretty sheltered inside the school so they're in a public gym man like any any roid monkey can just like walk past right yeah. so um so yeah so it was just kind of like they all came in and made sure they felt safe and and confident in the things and um yeah by the end of that hour and a half dude i was hooked like that was it i was just like oh holy shit this is this you, is you awesome. knew from there from there you were like right this is what i want to do 
Um, I don't think it was I knew what I wanted to do. It was more like that was the first session that had just set me on fire in ages, right? Like I just it was just so cool. Like um on that day, I think it was um I think it was young uh young Jakey uh, was his name. And uh I taught him uh how to walk on the treadmill without like holding on to the side of the treadmill for like dear life, right? He was he was a bit petrified. And uh, so he finally got to walk in hands off and he was like big light up on the face. Right. Um, the, the feeling you get from helping some dude at 45 years old, he comes to you and goes, Hey man, need to lose 10 kilos. Doctor told me I have to, otherwise I'm going to like, you know, I'm going to lose, you know, 10 years off my life. Right. And I, I, I'm not allowed to drink or whatever. And you go, all right, cool. And you, help the 45 year old dude like lose his weight and at the end of it you're like yeah congrats like you can go back to drinking man like woo, good on you you might live you know longer and be able to you know take more shit and uh the difference between the satisfaction of that versus helping jakey fucking walk on a treadmill and the elation in his face and the 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 emotion of watching him do something he clearly hadn't done before that he didn't think he could do in the space of like an hour and a half man like it was just there was just no comparison mm. it was just like the 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 satisfaction of the job was just so so high man it was it was my, so anything i had done in the past this was that that was it that was like holy shit that's like client satisfaction and uh so i kept doing it uh and i kept seeing the guys every week and uh and after a while a few months or so uh one of the parents got in touch saying hey two of our uh, our two sons come in they're the besties so alex and joe uh our sons come in and uh you know we've heard they have a good time is there any way you can do this on like a like a two-to-one basis and i was like dude that sounds awesome like yeah sure why not i didn't even know what to charge i think i charged like 50 bucks for the hour Mm. and um which is obviously well well below market value mm. but i was just happy to do it right and so i took them to uh for the first session alex and joe and uh man everything just kind of snowballed from there dude um i looked after them that year the following year we had uh, uh pine river special school heard about us so they started coming down to the gym and i looked after them as well as the aspley school and then uh at the end of that uh i can't remember if it was the first or second year um the aspley special school were like hey we uh we want to build a gym because the guys had to walk right they had to walk mm. from their special school down to us and brisbane heat sucks uh and so some days look it was real hard some days it was raining some days it was sunny they didn't have a van they just had to walk it so the teacher was like oh we want to fundraise for a gym blah 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 any idea of how you know could you help us do the layout and things oh wow and, uh, and I was like, oh, sure. Like, you know, I could totally help that out. And then um, that particular week, um, there was like this Facebook challenge thing, right? And, and Facebook was getting big. And my friend sent it to me. And it was, and so I posted it, being like, all right, uh, for every like I will do, uh, I'll do five push ups. And for every oh. comment, I'll do five squats or something <laughs> dumb like that. Right. Yeah. And I know I was like, oh, you know, like do your worst, guys. <laughs> and I ended up having like 200 something comments, like 400 likes. And back then on my social media, I was like, oh, that's crazy. But <laughs> everyone had seen the stuff I'd done with the kids. So my socials had kind of boosted a little. I was mm. like, oh, wow, that's cool. And uh, that day, 
one of the PTs goes, oh man, like, you know, you should really like use that kind of social media. Like that's like, that's a big weapon, man. And I was like, oh, okay. And so uh, I was in like a business group at the time, had a mate come in, he came and filmed us. And I basically just said, hey guys, uh, we filmed a video saying, hey guys, uh, my name's Michael. Uh, these are the guys from the Aspie School and I really love them. And uh, I want to help fundraise for them to have more equipment in the gym. Uh, it'll cost us uh, about 4,000 uh, for four bikes and about 6,000 for four treadmills. So we need 10 grand. Um, so I'm going to put 50 kilos on my back and I will do 10,000 squats. So a dollar, uh, a squat per dollar we raise um, to try and raise 10 grand for the guys. So they've got their own gym, so they don't have to walk all the way down um, from their school to the gym and they've got their own space. Right. And then there's infinite workouts, right. It doesn't require me. It means there's infinite workouts. And uh, yeah. So instead of, yeah, 200 comments of, and you know, maybe a thousand squats, I just amped it up which was really dumb because I injured my knee. But um, how, yeah. How much, we, how much did you raise? Uh, $10,601. Actually, it's... Woo! Hang on. Oh, I, this is just audio, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, uh, it's actually... He's showing... For, for people listening, he's showing me the, the check. Let me have a look. Hold he it up straight. $10,601. Wow. And that's yeah, how much so... squats you did? Yeah. So I... Lucky... So... Forwarding on the story, I did not do. I did not do ten thousand squats. Listeners at home, That's I do not say. recommend the volume of squats we did. But um, we basically, uh, I put it up online and I said, "Hey guys, I'm going to do this thing." And I started, and people were like, "Man, that's so cool! Can I join in?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, if you want." So people started donating money, and then uh, over time, just like this big snowball effect of like all these people, like, "Dude, can I like come?" like do squats with you and i was like sure if you want to and we ended up running a weekend where we just had these volumes of people all came to good life castle all to do the squats wow. to raise the money for the kids to have their gym how many people how many people do you have uh i think the we we did six thousand or seven thousand something squats on that first weekend day so like, i posted it like the the friday and then two weekends later we were in the gym and there was just like dozens of people all just like rotating in and out barbells or if they couldn't squat with a barbell they're just doing bodyweight squats and there's like oh, there, there, there must have been what 50 60 people surely right to get uh, that amount of i have i couldn't tell you to well, be let, honest well, let, me let, and... let me let me do the math so there's ten thousand squats roughly yeah so we did like six or seven thousand that first day how many you can't have done more than a hundred squats each no i like uh my friend was ben and i were like we were just hyped up on pre-workout and stuff so michael Wozniak and, and ben coley if you guys are listening i still remember the big day but we would jump in and do like a set of 50 at a time so it'd just be it'd be just eyes on locked on and then just go wow just neck and pre-workout and just doing squats and things so i actually as i said i busted up my knee doing it um uh, because it was just too much volume uh so it ended up in getting rehab and stuff for that but yeah we did that over the following two weekends and that was um we did that raised the ten thousand six hundred, and i got to donate it to the school at like their big school assembly That's and cool. uh, they bought all their equipment and stuff with it which is really cool but um doing that so i already had maybe uh six or seven kind of clients at the time uh from the school and uh we did the ten thousand very special squats 
And that kind of just made my social media just like start broadening really, really fast. Yeah, and yeah. I just started having people come out the woodwork all over. Like, hey, man, dude, can you come look after my kid? Can can we do this? Can we do that? And uh, and yeah, it started kind of exploding after that. So I kind of had the first Aspley Special School really just kind of like built kind of like my big foundation. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm up on their plaque and their gym of like, you know, having donated and stuff, which is really, That's really awesome. cool with, at, at the school and um yeah man from there everything just started kind of like moving forward like i just you know posted more and more to social media and stuff now bear in mind this is like 2015 so was when i started with the kids and like 2016 was i wonder if i got a date on this no i don't have a date on it probably should have done that um but yeah like it really kind of cemented my like holy shit like this that was kind of like my career drop because mm. i was still semi-convinced that i was going to go do you know like i'm going to go do you know strength and rehab for or strength and conditioning for like the broncos or mm. whatever right and then i did that and i was like like you know our friend aiden who who still comes to see us at the gym and stuff he was there and he was trying to do squats and stuff and i was just like i just no longer had the drive to go for the big flashy kind of job anymore i was like mm. man like i just love love this so I just kept doing it, man. And um, yeah, so that was kind of the big moment of like, holy shit, I could actually just make this my my thing. Um, so I moved into uh, lecturing. I gave up the the fitness director role. I moved into becoming a lecturer for Sage um, Institute of Fitness and I did their diploma of fitness for a year. And then um, they unfortunately uh, went bankrupt. Uh, but after that, I just like, I enjoyed lecturing and I enjoyed teaching but I liked the PT with the kids more. Right. And so I kind of moved more into maybe taking on like a mentor role and kind of try taking on a couple of PTs to start taking some of my overflow of the kids. And, um, and yeah, man, here we are. Like this is yeah, however many years later, dude. So it just kept on growing and we ran the strong hearts program soon after we, we did the fundraiser and uh, basically some of the guys were leaving school and they, because we were absorbing more and more from school and we realized they didn't really have a place to go. Mm. So like they'd have like programs to go to where they go and they'd sit down and coloring book and watch Shrek and, mm. and you know, whatever was support. Cause there was no real, like, like I, I was a lunchtime sport kid, right? Like mm. let's play games and stuff. And they didn't really have that. So I was like, Oh man, like let's go hire like an indoor center. Like I've got Thursdays mildly off. Like, let's just get an indoor center. And then the guys that want to come along, just like, come on, we'll just go play sport and shit. And uh, so we did that first time at, um, at Bracken Regional Sports. And um, and yeah, like we did that the first. I was like, guys, we're going to run a program. Going to call it like, I don't know, Strong Hearts. Because you got to have your heart strong if you got good cardio. And some of the parents were like, yeah, we'll come along. So we had like four or five, four or five kids. And um, that, that first kind of day and, and some days we had more and some days we had less and yeah, it, it grew even more. So, um, I got rid of all my other roles and just focused on this. And then strong hearts on Thursday started becoming a little bit bigger. And then we started running a Monday cause people wanted more days. And yeah, I don't know. Like last week, I think we had like 33 kids Wow, uh, in the one at, session. Yeah. On the Thursday. Yeah. So like, like right. red Rover is wild, man. Cause yeah, it's a one-to-one yeah. -one support worker ratio too. Right. So oh, all of the okay. support workers, so there's like 60 people on the court, like, it's the way we, we have music playing. So, um, we try and get the guys into like, um, different, uh, states, 
uh, as you can imagine, like, you know, you go to a powerlifting meet, right? And you see all the guys that got the heavy metal in and they're getting into zone, right? I kind of try and utilize that with the kids because uh, some of the, uh, I keep calling the kids, sorry, the ad- athletes. Um, a lot of the parents call them the kids and, and some call them athletes. So I'm just trying to be as politically correct as possible. Um, but they'll, you know, we'll be at strong hearts and it'll be like, you know, the warm up game and it'll be like, you know, some steady EDM or something like that. And then we'll have a break and I'll turn it right the way down. So it's just lo-fi music. Then we'll jump into the next one and we'll, you know, it'll be a bit faster. It might be some drum and bass, or it might be, you know, some, some party kind of songs. And then we ease it off for morning tea and then we ramp it back up. Cause we've found if we have them pumping too long at the start, they just all drop off. They're all just too tired. Mm. They, they, they whine too quickly. So we, we variated it up and down. And so when we're playing Red Rover, everything's cranking. It's just like there's music going on and everyone's running around everywhere and they're all hyped up because they've just had morning tea, which is probably full of like cookies and sugar. And and they're just doing it, man. And it's so, so fun. It's the wildest time. And yeah, it's just get more steps and have more smiles, right? So um, yeah, and that's it. And it just kept snowballing. And then uh, eventually, uh, end of 2018, I had a couple of the kids were super strong at like the kind of the powerlifting thing. And uh, so I contacted Special Olympics and said, hey, guys, like I've got a couple of guys. Uh, we've looked up their numbers. If they competed at the World Special Olympics, you know, they'd be close to podium. Uh, okay. We'd love to have them there. And uh, they kind of went, hey, sorry, um, Special Olympic powerlifting doesn't exist in Australia. Um, and therefore, you don't have any other states to compete against, which means you can't go to a nationals, which means you can't go to the World Games. Because oh. you've got to... You can't have like just, oh, one state put the hand up and therefore you're automatically at Worlds, right? Yeah, you yeah, to yeah. Compete. And, uh, and I was like, all right, I'll just start my own federation then. <laughs> dumb idea, but it's not a federation. We just ran a comp. And so, uh, yeah, we had 13 athletes come together and, and or 12 maybe, and they did the Flying Kiwi Cup, our very first one. Uh, I believe it was 2018. And uh, they all came together, bench press and deadlift. They just deadlifted if they could or they just benched if they could. And uh, I just called my friends at uh, Valhalla South, oh, Valhalla Brisbane at the time, Scott and Tish, and just said, hey, man, like, we can't go anywhere. Can we, like, use your gym for a comp? And they're like, that sounds hilarious. Let's do it. And so, yeah, they came along. And, man, it was just, I'm just like, we're in this huge, big, grungy powerlifting gym. And I just got, like, the Frozen soundtrack just, like, cranking. <laughs> and, like, we, like, brought along, like, the dog I lived with at the time. He was, like, shaking hands to give out the medals and, like, you know, you got these huge tattooed, you big grungy powerlifters are like, oh, hey, Joe, buddy, do you want your water, mate? Yeah. <laughs> hey, you doing so good? Give me a high five. And you just, you watch them all melt, right? It was wild. Yeah. So that was our first one. And, um, and that's been like a yearly occurrence. Um, and, uh, yeah, this year we actually expanded out. So we ran one on the Gold Coast earlier this year and, uh, our one on Queen Street Mall, uh, we've capped actually, we've got 36 athletes. Wow. um eight of them aren't even ours um wow. so we actually we've got a couple of guys are missing out of, on our team because we had it all booked out early right so it's really cool man um we got like sponsors on board and like apparently our live stream this year is gonna run through canada to have its stuff beamed to youtube i wow. man i hiring people way more clever than me to make this stuff happen man but um we just want a place for the guys to feel confident right and um and and to feel like they're a part of something bro like that's what it's all about right that's awesome 
That's super inspirational story, Michael. I'm sure everyone listening is like super motivated and let's get jump on and check out your social media. I do have a couple questions in regards to, let's say there's people listening to this and they're like, man, this is so cool what Michael's doing. I'd love to train. Specifically, if we can, like the special, if we can speak about the special needs more along the the intellectual side of things, because we've had a couple people mm-hmm. on this podcast recently speak about like physical disabilities and autism and, and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. What tips could you give a trainer listening if they want to start training with like um, you know, the intellectually disabled side of things, Down syndrome, that side of things? What kind of tips could you give a trainer that wants to work with that demographic? Um, to like start in the career? Um, starting the career, but also maybe let's go another way. Let's say, you know, they're, they're a PT to gym and then, you know, a, a similar situation occurs where maybe your parent comes up mm-hmm. and he's like, Hey, I've got a kid, you know, with special needs. Can you train him? What sort of advice would you give for that PT to, on how to train that kid? Let's take a quick break. Hey, quick question for you. Are you someone who wants to be fit, healthy, and happy? And what if I told you you could get your dream body by simply just listening to a podcast? I'm Josh. And I'm KG, and we're the hosts of the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. Listen, we get it. Fitness isn't easy. Carbs, no carbs. Just stop, okay? It doesn't have to be that complicated. And that's why we made this podcast. We get straight to the facts so you can become your best you. So the way to check us out is click the link in the show notes or search Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast on any of the major podcast platforms. We'll see you soon. met listen you know what i mean like um you're the parent there or the support worker that approaches you is going to be your um best spot uh to work things out um we have a rule for all of our guys the rule rule zero is safety make sure the guys are safe at all times so a lot of the powerlifting stuff we don't do with the guys until we feel comfy enough that they can move with the barbell safely right yep but then rule one is every athlete has to walk out with a smile on their mm. face. They have to walk out with a smile. And that's not to be all like, eh, that's a part of our service. It's a hard wiring. We are trying to help them make exercise equal happiness. Gotcha. Right. So every PT that, that might want to walk down the path, say that they've been a PT for five years, whatever. And they understand all the movements and they understand what safe lifting is and da 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 da. That's fine. You you can't just go in with your regular PT personality and go, uh, you know, all right, we're gonna do three by ten on these ones, and then we're gonna move on to the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh on my Tuesdays at work, I take uh I am back to back from eight until six thirty. In wow. that time, I take uh 10 hours of sessions i have a half hour break in the middle if i need a i don't know pee inside that 10 hours my personality changes 10 times gotcha right you can't just be yourself if you want to make exercise equal happy you need to make sure that you are you open up the communication bridge between you and your client and sometimes that bridge will not work if you are the boot camp instructor Mm. but sometimes it won't work if you're the nice guy and sometimes it won't work if you are the uh, the super professional, right? Mm. Sometimes you got to be the silly, right? Sometimes you have to be the authority figure, but it can't be too harsh, right? There are so many ways. So your best gauge in those situations, personally, I feel, is going to be understanding from the support worker or from the parent, 
their best ways that they interact with their client, what motivates them, what makes them, uh, you know, how did they communicate? How do they, um, uh, you know, how do they interact with the world? Right. We have so many of the guys come in, they've got talkers or we have uh, our own versions of sign, um, or whatever. Right. Um, none of those actually matter if the way that you deliver it is, uh, doesn't doesn't work for the way that they absorb information mm. so like we've got some guys that they need the harshness because they are just silly and wild all the time and if you don't bring them into like that that narrow field zone you won't get anything out of them however you've also got to make sure that at the end of it they still feel happy and they feel like they've accomplished something and they still associate exercise equal happy and therefore i walk out with a big smile um, they won't, st I don't care how much of a result you get. If you can make them lose a kilo in three weeks, good on you. If they dislike you and they dislike mm -hmm. exercise because of the method with which you deliver it, all you're going to get out of them is one kilo. Yeah. You want to make them have the longest, like the best longevity inside that gym environment as possible. So I guess the approach would be listen to the parent, listen to the support worker and really, really absorb, take on board everything you possibly can from the client. When you're walking through the gym, understand when, if someone huge walks past, if they go, oh, that's scary. And they start shutting down, right? Introduce them. Mm. Man, do you know how many huge like gear monkeys walk through like the different gyms that i've been through and i can just be like oh you know that's johnny you want to say hi and johnny will look at me and then look at them and then just go oh hey mm. just a totally different person right that won't work in all gyms right yep. but uh understanding that the environment that they're in is super unfamiliar at the start and you need to understand how to communicate with them and make sure that they feel safe and comfortable and confident in order to even do any exercise you could absolutely pummel them for that first three weeks but like you're probably better off if they start feeling a little anxious sitting down knee to knee with them and rolling a ball for the first two fucking months mm. and then after a while they feel comfortable enough in the environment. They understand people moving around. They understand what else is going on. And they go, okay, I think I'm ready to exercise. Or they start pointing at things or they want to try new things, right? Then you've got them for the next four years mm. and they have a positive connotation of exercise uh, with like, you know, them feeling good, right? So it's, uh, I think it's all about communication, understanding your client. You just got to put your client hundred percent first know that you, your method with which you deliver is probably going to change a shitload every every hour. Love that. Awesome tip. My final question for you, Michael, you're obviously very good at what you do. How did you learn all of this? Was it just on the job? Did you have mentors? Did you read books, do courses? How did um, you learn most of your, your skill set? Definitely didn't have any mentors. Like I guess like when, when I first started, like there was, there weren't really many other pts around kind of doing it um i know special olympics existed but uh, i didn't really have much to do with them aside from when i tried getting special o going and, w and when we did uh, we took over um i took over special olympic powerlifting for a little bit for, for oh, nice. queensland and stuff and that ended up just being like it's just a lot of um paperwork and politics and i'm, yeah. I'm not very good at that yeah um but um like i guess my experience just came from like when i volunteered 
right? Mm. Like I, I volunteered at the school. So uh, I grew up, my cousin, uh, my cousin Corey in New Zealand, he's autistic and uh, he's, he's not nonverbal, but you know, he can't really structure sentences together very well. Kind of mumble a few words and say a few words and, you know, you have a laugh with them and stuff like that. Um, and he's awesome. Like I love him a bit. He's a couple years older than me. And, uh, you know, I, I love him to pieces and so does the whole family. Right. But that was the major thing, right. Is it didn't matter what family event it was. It didn't matter what was going on. If it was an important day or if it was a chilled out day, Corey was always involved. Corey is a member of the family. Mm. Nothing will ever change that. He yeah. wants to put in on conversation. We listen to him. He'll yeah. give us a bit of his, uh, you know, he'll give us his two cents and he'll have a, he'll have a laugh about it and he'll stand there with a can of drink and we're like, ah, ah, and we're like, yeah, man, that's totally it. And you can have a good gas bag with him and you talk to him about the Bee Gees and he'll, he, he loves his singing and, and he, you know, he loves all that sort of stuff, right? Corey's a part of the family. There was zero difference in the love that we gave him versus any love we gave anyone else. He mm -hmm. was just another human being. Yeah that's it and i understood that like from you know younger and um and you know over the course of time like i guess i i never really took that on board like i guess like at the forefront of my brain back then but i was like that's just Corey. like we love him what's what's different about him right and then so when i started working at the school i guess i just had the patience mm -hmm. um of you know uh understanding that i hate things will go like a little bit slower and like that's totally cool Right. And I've always loved hanging around with kids and, and I've always been like a big child. So yeah, it's always worked out really well for me. And, um, yeah. So like my only real experience was like when I started volunteering and then the more I volunteered, the more that people would come to me and the more that people would come to me, the more things I had to do with it. Right. And so it was all just being kind of from experience, I guess. And, um, yeah, like I, I have a bit of a background in like, I, I kind of competed in, in bodybuilding and, and powerlifting to a relatively decent level. And uh, I've done my fair share of Olympic lifting and strongman and, and, you know, CrossFit and whatever. So my understanding of exercise is rather broad. Mm. Um, and, uh, and so putting all those together, I guess it just means that, you know, our workouts can be very, very dynamic in terms of like the different things that we add in for the guys to get some version of a result. Um, because you have to change it like all the time, you know, like if the guys aren't enjoying an exercise, you have to change it. Like otherwise they just, they number one, they don't like you. And number two, mm. it won't get done. Right. Mm. So, um, so that was kind of my experience was just like all just thrown in the deep end and just like, keep on going. Right. So like, if anyone's looking for that version of like, you know, volunteering and whatever you approach your local special Olympic club, approach mm. your local sporting club, um, you know, and see if they have an all abilities team, um you know our, our friend clancy he started a all abilities touch football competition up here so there's oh, like wow. a um yeah a mixed ability kind of like session three clients on the field and three support workers and they all play proper game of touch footy against each other right like it's super cool That's right there's sick. heaps and more like accessible stuff you can go down to one of those and you can say hey i just want to join in on a team and help the guys out right they're humans man they just they just they want more friends too mm. you know go go volunteer and, and you can totally do more but yeah so mine was just yeah i guess mine was from the uh from the perspective of man i just dropped in the deep end and started like helping the guys out and the more i helped them out the more i got exposed to it and just kept on going you know well I mean? you're doing amazing things Thanks, um bro. Michael, there's going to be a heap of people watching this, listening to this, that are like, all right, this guy is cool. I want to follow him. I want to, <laughs> you know, keep in touch with his journey. 
where do we go? Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all of the above. If yeah, so, what, what are the best handles? Yeah, dude. Uh, so Facebook, we just have Flying Kiwi Fitness. Um, Instagram is uh, the underscore Flying Kiwi. Um, and uh, on TikTok, I believe it's uh, almost exactly the same, the Flying Kiwi. I'll, I'll, um, get, I'll get the links and put them in the show notes too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Um, but yeah, if you want to get in touch with us, um, probably best off sending us an email. Uh, we have a few people on socials now, so I tend to miss the the kind of DMs. I know I've missed yours actually a few times, yeah. <laughs> which is, I'm so sorry, Jono. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, if you want to get in touch, send us an email, uh, michael at flyingkiwi.com.au. Awesome. We'd love oh, to hear from Michael, you. That's pretty much all I wanted to get through today. Is there anything I should have asked you but forgot to or anything you want to finish us off with? Um, nah, man. <laughs> go, help, go help the athletes, right? Like if, if anything I have said has lit some sort of a fire in you, I 10,000% support you in going fucking doing something about it. Because honestly, I can tell you right now, I have the best job in the world. I'm 30 years old right now. I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, I'll be 75 years old counting push-ups and singing wiggle songs on the same gym floor <laughs> in like in, in 60 years time, wait for 40 years time. I a hundred percent, like I, I won't stop. So yeah, a hundred percent. If you, if you think it might be cool, volunteer somewhere and just, just jump in hundred percent. But make sure you have a give a fuck factor. That's the major thing. Make sure you care. Otherwise, I'll come after you. Anyone in my industry that doesn't care about the athletes, I've got no time for you. Well, love your passion, Michael. Love your motivation and awesome to chat to you. Thanks, big fella. You stay safe, eh? Thank you for listening. If you liked this show, share it with your friends, subscribe on iTunes, and leave us a five-star review. For show notes and free training on how to grow your fitness business, visit www.fitnesseducationonline.com.au. Are you a fitness professional looking to provide your clients with personalized meal plans? Check out Mealsy, the ultimate solution for creating custom meal plans in just a few simple clicks. With Mealsy, you can say goodbye to countless hours spent on meal planning. Our Australian meal planning web app is designed to save you time and effort so you can focus on what really matters, your clients and their success. Mealsy provides you with a vast library of recipes, all created by nutrition professionals. From breakfast to dinner and everything in between, we've got you covered. Whether you want to create a custom meal plan tailored to your client's needs or choose from our selection of ready-made meal plans, Mealsy has the flexibility to accommodate your preferences. So why waste precious time and energy creating meal plans from scratch? Let Mealsy do the heavy lifting for you while you focus on delivering exceptional fitness services. Join the community of fitness professionals who have revolutionized their business with Mealsy. Visit our website at www.mealsy.com and sign up today. Mealsy, the smarter way to meal plan for fitness professionals.